It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,659 today, and this should do it for our Galaxy's Edge coverage, at least for the time being, because this has to do with some of the immersive experience aspects of things, which we haven't really talked about yet, including the hotel itself, and we're going to talk about the hotel in a little bit, but... We're referencing back to the Barron's article on Galaxy's Edge that was part of the big package that also included an interview with Bob Iger. And the deal with the whole immersive experience thing came on because there was an element of the retail aspect that I read and I was like, oh, you know, this should be interesting. I you know, might want to say something about the different retail things they're doing. But ultimately, that was not as interesting comparatively speaking as what it really signified. So let me <laughs> explain a little bit better by talking to you about one of the uh, paragraphs in the article that stood out for me and I thought was rather stunning in its way. And I'll explain why after I actually explain <laughs> this aspect of it to you. So here is more from Barron's about what we're gonna encounter at Galaxy's Edge. In talking about how the folks at uh, Disneyland, at the Imagineers, and also all the Lucasfilm people and whatnot are trying to build the whole storytelling experience and make it even crazier than it's been before, there's this. They say, one possibility is that Star Wars merchandise in shops will come in unique packaging that downplays the logos, presumably, of you know Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back or Resistance or Clone Wars or what have you. Another is that merchandise based on familiar characters will take on new looks. The Imagineers visited the archives at Lucasfilm for early concept art. As a hypothetical example, an artisan figure of a familiar character might look slightly off, with the backstory being that residents of Batuu have never seen that character, so they don't know exactly what the figure should look like. So remember how we talked the other day about the smugglers run experience and about how there would be an interactivity level to it to the point where however you performed as a team in the smugglers run experience when you came out you might end up in Oga's canteen and somebody would say to you you know the boss doesn't like the way you handle the ship or maybe something nicer if you do a better job of handling the ship well Keep that in mind because something else that had been revealed separately outside of the Barons thing a while back suggested that there would be, you know, in the open air marketplace that there would be a stall operated by a Toydarian. And a Toydarian, if you need the reminder, is like Watto from the Phantom Menace. So that species of Star Wars character. And that character, because it, you know, flies, would... 
ideally be animatronic. And therefore, if you're actually buying something from a Toydarian, then suddenly you're in an immersive shopping experience as well, to some degree at least. And when they talked about the uh, reveal of a Toydarian and the wares that a Toydarian might offer, there were little plush dolls of various characters. And while they look pretty accurate as far as plush dolls go, I guess you could make the case that, you know, maybe they are slightly off by comparison <laughs> to the real thing. But anyway, that's just part of the whole equation of the immersive shopping experience idea. And there's another bit in here that suggests even more in the Barron's article, that is. Here's the thing, there will be another shop presided over by Doc Ondar, a collector who is briefly mentioned in Solo, a Star Wars story. This character, likely animatronic, will be set apart in a booth from the rest of the staff, not unlike the dispatcher Louis De Palma in the old ABC sitcom Taxi. Cast members might interact with Doc Ondar, asking him what he's willing to let certain items go for. First of all, kudos to Jack Howard. Jack Hoff, however you pronounce your last name. Jack, the writer of the story for name-checking Louis de Palma in the article. Man, I have a feeling that reference is going to be lost on almost everyone but the folks who saw the original trilogy on the movie screen back in the day. Uh, anyway, that character Doc Ondar is actually mentioned briefly by Kira in the scene, and it's just a throwaway line where she and Han reunite on Dryden Voss's yacht, and she is served a drink by one of the you know waitresses there, and she asks if um, Doc Ondar is being attended to, or if uh, you know if somebody's being attentive to him, and then that's right before she and Han toast and. She says, what should we drink to? And he says, let's drink to and see what happens. Wank, wank. Ah. But that's where the Doc Ondar reference is. So it's just that little briefest of moments in there. And cast members interacting with an animatronic version of this character who's supposed to be an Ethorian. And if you need the reference there, like Hammerhead in the original Star Wars trilogy and A New Hope who was in the cantina. Um... Cast members interacting with the animatronic shopkeeper in the middle of the shopping experience. And the fact that some of these you know, figures that might be of characters in the Star Wars universe might be artisan-like because residents of Batuu don't know what the real characters look like, implying that it's residents of Batuu making these characters, making this, this merchandise. So... How far are they really bringing this immersive experience? They're making it sound like when you go into Galaxy's Edge that the cast members, the Disney employees with whom you're going to interact, are going to represent themselves as residents of Batu to some degree. I mean, you know, I suppose it's not necessarily going, you know, much farther, say, than, you know, if you go to Cinderella's castle and you see Cinderella there, she's not going to tell you, you know... I'm just so-and-so from Oklahoma City playing Cinderella. No, I mean, she's going to be Cinderella and say, well, I'm Cinderella and this is my castle, you know? So 
I suppose on the one hand, it's it's not doing anything differently from what Disney does already with its theme parks. But there seems to be something about the level to which that they're they're taking this that seems like it goes beyond anything that they've done before. And so, I mean, you go to you know Disney Hollywood Studios in Orlando. And you're not necessarily having the same level of experience. You know, you're walking around and seeing all this cool Star Wars stuff, but it's not like you're in Star Wars. And it seems like their goal is to actually put you in Star Wars as much as humanly possible by the experience that you're going to have in Galaxy's Edge, which just sounds absolutely fascinating, not just from the fan perspective of like, wow, what would it be like? But, you know, standing back and going, how the heck are they going to pull this off? Just that in itself, I think, is tremendously fascinating. So we'll continue to keep an eye on the development of Galaxy's Edge, but I think that's mostly going to do it with the exception of one other thing I wanted to flag for you, which is kind of ironic in its way because we haven't heard much about it. (laughs) And so I'll tell you about that in a second. But first, hey, of course, you know, like we say every day, like I say every day, excuse me, this weird we problem, but... If you're not subscribing to the show, I hope you will wherever you like to catch it. And I hope you'll consider supporting my delivery of a daily dose of Star Wars joy to you by joining the community at patreon.com slash SW7X7. All right, so the last thing I want to tell you about, which is the thing that we're not hearing about, is the hotel. So the last we heard about the hotel, I think you have to go back to November to have heard anything about it. And just the fact that it's supposed to be an immersive experience even at the hotel. So when you go into the Galaxy's Edge-related hotel, you're not actually seeing the external environment around you. You're not seeing Anaheim. You're not seeing Orlando. You're seeing space. And you're supposed to be given the idea that you're traveling aboard a luxury yacht that is going to land at Batu. And so this is, again, part of the whole immersive experience. But... There have been updates about the development of Galaxy's Edge, the theme park side of things, but we haven't really heard anything new in a while, in a few months, about the hotel development side of things. And so that is something, obviously, we'll be keeping you up to date on as well, but it's just rather interesting that with the update on Galaxy's Edge, the theme park, that you know we didn't get any information about that aspect of it, too. I'm not putting on my tinfoil hat and saying there's a conspiracy afoot or anything like that. I'm just saying, hmm... I think I'm ready for some new news about that, and I imagine you are too. So when it's out there, we'll be talking about it. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.